You're listening to episode number 61 of the Fit Successful Dad podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode number 61 of the Fit Successful Dad podcast. I'm your host, Gordon Light. And if you are wondering what the Fit Successful Dad is, if you've never been here before, listened to the show before, the Fit Successful Dad is an avatar in which I think everybody can relate. And it is sort of the representation of someone who is mentally and physically constantly striving for uh, a level of fitness and health and someone who is successful in everything they do and someone who takes responsibility and someone who eliminates excuses from their life in order to get themselves to where they want to go. And that leads me to the topic of conversation today, which is excuses and what making excuses means in terms of trying to be successful. So excuse means by definition an attempt to lessen the blame or to seek to defend or justify. So it's an attempt to lessen the blame, right? Or seek to defend. And that right there says enough for me to want to not have excuse really as part of my vocabulary. Uh, I think it's a cop out. I think it's a way of sort of taking responsibility and throwing it out the window and just think about the way the word is naturally used, you know, excuse, uh, it's coming up with a reason why you can't do something or haven't done something or a reason why you aren't going to do something in the future, even though you haven't even tried, right? That's typically how excuses are used in everyday language and everyday conversation. And the, the, it's, it's really bothers me, uh, excuses in general. Um, I obviously things come up in real life and that happens, you know, there's emergencies and, and stuff like that. But excuses in general are just another way of saying lazy, just another way of saying that you don't want to go through the effort of doing something that's hard. That's typically why excuses are used. Think about all the times that you've either been told an excuse for some reason or the times that you may or may not have used an excuse to get out of something or to try and justify why you didn't do something. And this is as simple as being lied to by a friend or family member as to why they didn't go to your cookout, right? Why they didn't go to your thing or your birthday party or your kid's thing. And they made up some excuse like, oh, I had a thing at the whatever. I had to work uh, extra hours, quote unquote, on a Saturday at two o'clock in the afternoon or something like that. Uh, or their friend was in town randomly all of a sudden, you know, like <laughs> uh, it's it's an excuse, right? And it's an excuse for them to not have to do something that they don't want to do. Well, you know, those those are like life situational excuses. But what about when it comes down to things like doing what's best for yourself. All right. So this is the fit successful dad podcast. We talk about being mentally and physically fit. Well, are you both of those things? Do you find that you are, are mentally 
in tune with yourself? Like, do you, so I have talked before on this podcast about what I think that means being mentally fit and how to get there and what, what happens when you get mentally fit and physically fit, right? When you're mentally strong and when you're, you're physically strong and health in general, well-rounded health is in like its peak condition. Um, and what I, what I've said before and what I truly believe is that when those two things happen, when you're mentally strong, you're physically strong, that you feel invincible. You feel like nothing can stop you and you feel like you can take on the world. And I'll stand by that hundred percent, uh, because I've felt it and I've seen it and everyone who's gone through some sort of, some sort of like weight loss transformation or something, or, uh, have found, you know, their, I guess, inner peace or whatever, for lack of a better term, um, through some activity like yoga or something has come out the other side, feeling amazing about themselves, about what they're doing and the overall optimism and positivity as a result has gone way, way, way up, like skyrocketed. Uh, I've seen it time and time again. And think about anyone that you know who has gone through something like this or has set out to make some monumental goal around their health in some way and met that goal that didn't feel good about themselves. It, I just, it doesn't exist. I have yet to see it. So my my point is that making an excuse to get in the way of getting to this state is a really bad idea. It, it just is. And if you think about people who set, I mean, this, this is another thing that happens all the time. And everybody seems to know at least one person that's gone through this. They set like a new year's resolution or at like to wait for weight loss or something, or, uh, and this, this is something I hear every single year. Around St. Patrick's Day, people start talking about getting ready for their summer body and they want to lose weight and they want to get into some type of shape. And it's, I think it's funny. Sometimes the goals are really, uh, like really out there, you know, like I want to lose 70 pounds. I want to lose 50 pounds by the 4th of July. And sometimes the goals are very realistic, like, or, or almost too simple, like, yeah, I want to lose eight to 10 pounds by the 4th of July. And it's like March 10th. And like that, both of those goals, one's obviously more aggressive than the other. Both of those goals are goals that can be either met or seriously uh, made progress on. And what it takes is to eliminate the excuse, right? And to actually work at it. I mean, that's pretty simple. Everybody knows that. You just got to actually do it. Uh, but think about those people who who have done those things, who have set those goals, and think about what excuses they ultimately came up with as to why they didn't do it. Now, some people are just brutally honest and say, well, it sucks to work out and it sucks to eat salad and I don't want to do it anymore. I'd rather eat you know, brownies and I'd rather watch Netflix. Uh, and some people make up a ton of excuses. Some people come up with reasons why they can't do it. And if they have a kid, I've seen this a million times too. I'm sure you have. And not that it's wrong, but just, you know, I've seen this. Uh, if you have a kid, it's really easy to come up with an excuse. You know, my, my kid's got this thing and I have to take him to the thing and I've got to do this at night and blah, 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 blah. Right. Um, so you know, there are <laughs> people with kids. If you don't have kids, um, 
when you start, if you ever get to that, that situation where you have a kid and you're hanging out with other parents, uh, I will say that parents are probably the most excuse heavy people that I've ever met parents and teenagers. Uh, that's just, that's just my experience. Uh, but anyway, so making excuses, right? There's really no room for it. And when it comes down to bettering yourself, both mentally, physically, there's really no room for it. And to try and, and justify that or come up with some reason, uh, just because you don't feel like going that extra step, going that extra mile to make yourself better, to read that book or go to the gym or eat that healthier meal, right? Make the hard decision to eat the healthier meal versus the junk food meal. Uh, it's, you know, what's going to be better for you in the long run. So why make an excuse? Are you that undisciplined that you can't forego that piece of junk food, that slice of pizza, that cookie that you can't do that for the betterment of your health? Can you, can you really not read five or 10 pages a day in a book that you've wanted to read for five years, but you just quote unquote, can't seem to find the time. I mean, these are real things that are going to help you and help a person, you know, in this situation, mentally, physically, and with overall like well-rounded development. I mean, how do you think that anybody gets where they want to go without doing the hard things to make themselves better, to put themselves in a position to get to that place? If you're listening to this and you're struggling with getting to somewhere you want to go, but you keep having excuses, just look back at some of the accomplishments that you have experienced before in the past. Any, anyone, if you've gone to college and you got a college degree, look at that, for example, and how hard that was. Getting a degree is not easy. There's a reason that so few people actually graduate in the United States with a degree, whether it's two-year, four-year, uh, master's, you know, PhD, if you're really hardcore. Those are not easy to get. They take discipline. You have to go for multiple years to some sort of class, whether it's online or in person, and you have to listen to someone bark at you with lecture material, and you have to take exams at certain times and turn them in at certain times, and you have all these tight testing requirements that you have to live within, and sure, some are harder than others to get academically, you know, maybe the material is a little harder to understand, but the point is, like, it, it's not easy to get a degree, so if you've done that, just think about that for a second. Think about the fact that you went through all that work and you got that thing, that piece of paper, that diploma, and you went and you got a job, maybe with it. Maybe your job has nothing to do with what you went to school for. That's irrelevant. You went through that challenge and you got through it. So why didn't you make excuses every single day back then? Why did you finally, uh, maybe, maybe it wasn't a challenge at all, but why did you go through that effort to get that degree? Why was it so easy? quote unquote, easy for you to get through the, through that, that program, right? You, you, you probably didn't want to go to class every single day. You probably didn't want to log in and look at your online material. You probably didn't want to go take the test at 8am on a Friday. You probably didn't want to do that. 
maybe every once in a while you were feeling pretty good about it. So you went to class and you were feeling good and you were taking notes like a madman and you, know, you were totally on fire, raising your hand, shouting out questions and answers and stuff. But that definitely wasn't every day. So what kept you going through that? Right. What about jobs? What about that period of time when you didn't have a job and maybe you were looking for a job for six months, right? What made you actually pursue jobs and go on interviews over and over and over again and sell the same old pitch about why you're so awesome and why you deserve that job until you finally got one? Sure. You were motivated because you wanted to get money and you wanted to be able to pay your bills. That's obvious, but that doesn't mean that you wanted to do it. It doesn't mean you wanted to go to all those interviews. It doesn't mean that you even wanted a job, period. Uh, what made you do it? You know, think about that. So, so those are things that seem like they are, when you're in those situations, they seem like you have no option. It seems like you have no other choice but to do that. However, we're, we're sitting here and you have multiple options for regarding your health, multiple options for meals, multiple, multiple options on how to spend your free time. And you could be doing something to develop yourself, like read a book, go to the gym, work out, ride a bike, go for a run, uh, listen to some sort of audiobook on tape or something. Um, dude, I don't know, maybe take an online class, watch something educational, draw a picture, you know, like if you're into art, st- something that'll actually develop some part of you. In a, in, a, in a positive way. You have the options of doing all that, or you have the option of killing time doing nothing, just hanging out, you know, playing Call of Duty. And for some reason, the more simple, straightforward, leisurely choice is the one that you go with. Why is that? And why is that? It's, it's, it comes down to laziness. And it's not that I think people should never enjoy, like, spending their free time doing things they like. I certainly do. And a lot of people I know do. A lot of the most successful people I know have hobbies that are completely unrelated to stuff like that. But here's the thing. They invest in themselves in order to get where they actually want to go. And they don't complain about not having the thing that they really want to have. So if you're totally satisfied working the job that you have and doing your own thing, then you you probably wouldn't be listening to this. But if you are, and you're in that situation, then that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, if you do have an entrepreneurial gene at all, then you know you may not be so fortunate to be totally content and totally okay with the situation that you're currently in, and you want more and more and more, whatever that thing is, more money, you want uh, a, a bigger uh, legacy, you want to build something that you can call your own, like a pride thing might surround that. I mean, those are all very, very normal things if you're in that world. But you can't complain if you're making excuses. And you'll never be successful if you're making excuses. Straight up, you will never be successful. And that also leads me to my next point. So success is not a fixed target. It's a moving target. And I've heard people talk about that before. No one has ever really broken it down. Uh, the, and so I'm going to do that. This is the way I interpret that success is a moving target because I have experienced it. And I think that most people have experienced this in some capacity. So 
success, let's just simplify that a little bit and just call it achieving something or, or getting something, earning something, whatever it is. And what happens when you actually get the thing that you've been driving for, for such a long time? And it can, this, for the, for the sake of the example, you can look at what it would be like to want something like a physical thing, like a car or something for the longest time. And you finally get it. Is it really that exciting for more than a day or a week? You know, does that when, how long does it take that excitement to fizzle out and for you to automatically want the next thing, whatever it is, everybody has that people don't get themselves. It's a human nature. They don't get themselves into a situation where they achieve the thing they want or get the thing they want. And then they check the box and say, that's it. I'm done. I've beat the game. I'm ready to go. Like that's, that doesn't happen. People get something and then they move on to the next thing. It doesn't take long, which is why you hear people say money doesn't buy you happiness. All right. Now, if people with money will say that people without money may or may not say that. But the point of that whole phrase is that when you get something, the, the excitement and the fulfillment of having that thing does not last very long. It just doesn't. And the same thing applies to pretty much everything else in the world. When you hit a fitness goal, it's great for about five minutes, right? When you, like, if you're trying to get a six pack and you finally get six pack abs and you can see them, that's really awesome for about five minutes until you notice that, oh, you know what? I have a six pack, but I, I kind of, I kind of want an eight pack. Why can't I see my, my obliques? Why can't I see the sides of my abs? Why can't I only see the middle? Then you start picking apart other things, right? Or if you lose weight and you get down to a certain weight, you say, oh, well, I mean, man, I'm one, I'm 175 now, but you know, I, I still kind of, still kind of got to get a little ways to go. I, I think I should really be like one, 170, 169, 168. I think I need like another six, seven pounds. That's a real thing that happens. That absolutely happens. And success in business is the same way. Success in parenting is the same way. I mean, I'm looking at my son. He's about to turn six. And I feel like my wife and I have done an amazing job. And I'm not afraid to say that. I think we've done an amazing job raising him. I think that he is so intelligent and he's so well-grounded with a lot of things for kids his age, for a kid his age. But, and, and, and in a lot of ways, these were things that I kind of set out to teach him years ago when he was super little. And now that he is there and I finally feel like I have taught him some of the things that I wanted to teach him, it almost seems like the achievement isn't really, it's not enough. It's not enough. Now I'm automatically looking on to the next phase. I'm looking on to when he's seven, eight, nine, and what's going to happen in those years. And, you know, in business, that success is a moving target phrase is so true. And just when you think that you've hit that success, if you get comfortable with it and you use the fact that you got the, I'm using air quotes here, you, you quote unquote, got the result that you wanted and you're okay with that, as soon as that happens, you're automatically going to feel 
like you are losing because that has become an excuse to not chase the next thing. That happens all the time. When you feel like you're being successful and you've been ultra successful or you've achieved the thing you want to achieve and you stop pushing because that thing becomes an excuse to not keep pushing, that's when you lose. So when the, when the, when the target is always on the horizon and it's always moving, but you're always looking at it is when you're always going to be the most successful. That target may be 300, 400, 500 yards away, and you may be grinding towards that target constantly. And along the way, there's going to be a lot of things that you see, a lot of things that you achieve, and a lot of things and objectives that you are able to conquer and, and kind of put under your belt. And those are sometimes little wins, sometimes big wins, but they're never the ultimate win. There's really, there's no such thing as the ultimate win. You know, you, it's, it's great to have monumental goals, right? But there's never a time when you reach the goal that you can scratch off that, that list for good and say, I'm done. It just, it's not, it's not winning mentality because if you feel like you can get to a point where you can stop, 